Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. We have a very exciting episode today on a Monday to start a new week. Eric McLean, how are you doing today, my friend? What's up, KG? I got to tell you, um, I do not like that we're not back together. I, I'm looking over to my right, and I don't see any Richmond Weaver. Look over to the left. I don't have any Kelly Gramlich. It, it's back to uh, doing this 100 miles apart. And, you know, it, it's it's a little sad. I like the pod squad getting together, getting after it. Um, but, man, we, we've got a lot to talk about. I mean, the Senior Bowl is over. The game was just played uh, this past weekend. And I had a ton of fun. It, it was great to, to be together to cover this great uh, game, this great um, you know, sport of college football. One last time, this this was kind of their last hurrah as college uh, athletes. They're not student athletes anymore, but um, it, it was a ton of fun. It was. It was a great time down in Mobile, and I know we've said this, but shout out to Molly and Jim and the whole Senior Bowl squad and just the event itself for having us, for treating us really well, for enabling us to get all these interviews and bring them to the listeners. And speaking of that, this is our QB episode. We were able to sit down with the two ACC quarterbacks in Mobile, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh and Sam Howell from North Carolina, both guys that Jim has told us have first-round grades by some teams. We will break down their performances and just the Senior Bowl as a whole, recap the week, recap the game after we talk to these guys, Mac. Who are we going to speak to first, though, of these QBs? (laughs) Well, I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun to talk with both these guys. I just want to say that first and and really appreciate their time every time that they, you know, link up with us and and to actually do it in person. I I think that took it to another level and continuing to build that relationship. But first up uh, is who I anticipate is going to be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft, Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh. Really impressed with him, you know, throughout the entire week. Uh, we'll, we'll get to more of that on the back end, but for now, here's Kenny. All right, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Kenny Pickett. First of all, congratulations, you and Amy. How'd that feel, man? I mean, that's probably more nerve-wracking than any, any of this stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, that'd be any any feeling after a win, that's for sure. <laughs> so that was that was an awesome time for, you know, me, Amy, and, and my family, our families. I love to hear that, man. Well, just walk us through this process. You've been here three days now. Um, number one, how's it been? And then number two, just really, what, what are you trying to get out of this experience? Yeah, I mean, I think just uh, kind of soak up every moment. Everyone says enjoy it. We're so busy here. If we're in team meetings, learning the playbook, and then going into interviews with teams, obviously there's so many, so much you know, volume of information that we're going through. So just kind of soaking up every moment and enjoying it. That's something that I didn't really realize until we had Jim on, that you're learning this whole offense this week. So what has that been like? Do you feel like you have a grasp yet? This is only Wednesday. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I reached out. The first thing I did was reach out and try to get the playbook early. So I came down here with a pretty good base, you know, of, of learning it. And, uh, you know, having, you know, with Coach Rob here at the Jets and trying to go through, you know, some film and hear him detail it. Obviously, he's helped me out. And then the other quarterbacks helped us out, you know, immensely on the field. So I'm excited for a day two, having one day under our belt. Uh, but like you said, I mean, we're learning this offense. You know, I have my pit offense, and then we'll go into some interviews, and guys will be throwing us their offense, and we're trying to – so it's like, you know, trying not to get crossed up with all the different systems that we're learning right now. Um, but it's been an awesome experience. How about just being on the same page? I mean, you you coming from a 
program at Pitt where you had a couple of those guys for a long time, and you and Jordan Addison, I know, did so much extra stuff together. Now you're with guys for the first time ever. How is that? Have you felt anything, or at the end of the day, you're just playing ball? Yeah, I mean, we're just trying to play football. Um, really, I mean, getting a line, getting a sign, and, and then just, you know, uh, trying to go through my reads at, at the end of the day. So, I'm, you know, we're going to have some MAs. That's obviously going to happen installing this, this length of a playbook. But, I mean, I'm throwing to guys that really I haven't even met. There's guys in there I don't even know their names. You know, <laughs> there's no free time here, right. so I can't, you know, really get to know anybody. So it's it's definitely unique. And it's funny, KG. We were joking about it yesterday where, you know, Kenny's trying to adjust the split, and he's like uh, – your you. orange helmet, you know, yeah. come in a little closer. You're, you're too wide. You're too you, wide so. you over there. What have, uh, I don't know how many of the interviews you've done with teams and stuff, but what have those been like? Yeah, so there's, I mean, informal interviews and there's formal interviews. It's literally like speed dating. I mean, you're like, oh, you're man. The, the formal ones, you're in their booth for 15 minutes. They're, you know, rapid questions, trying to answer as detailed as I possibly can be. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're hearing the horn, you're getting up and you're moving to the next booth. Wow. Um, you know, the informal ones are a little bit nice. You've got to take your time a little bit. They're kind of depend on how long the team wants them to go then they get dragged out but um it's been it's been uh you know very unique like i keep saying is this when you get the random questions like are you a dog or a cat person or does that come later no that came in uh that came in one of the surveys uh a couple of the surveys i mean every team has their own kind of what method and way of doing it and uh some team has smaller surveys, and I think I've learned the, the longer the survey is, I'm sure you're going to get some of those questions. Oh, no. well, what's yeah. the, is there a weird one? You don't have to call them out of who, what team, but <laughs> yeah. is there one that likes, like I remember last year we were talking to some guys, they made them rap. Like the, yes. it was like, there was some strange, and maybe that's that. the, yeah, that what, maybe it's the combine. I'm sure you'll deal with that. Yeah, but yeah. Is there a weird one right now that stands out? The cat or dog one, I, I thought that was like a joke, and I actually saw it on a couple of them. I was like, I did not know this would be a real thing, so I, I'll stick with that one. I love it, man. Okay, as we wrap up, uh, are, are there any teams you're, you're leaning that you feel, okay, these guys are showing me a lot of love? Understand you're in a different situation. You know, maybe 1 through 32 isn't quite it, but maybe 1 through 15. Is there anybody that's been reaching out a lot? I think every team that you would expect to, uh, you know, I've talked to, you know, early already. Um, kind of really enjoyed every conversation that I'm not really looking too much at, at picks and where everybody's sure. at. I just want to, you know, talk to all 32 and get a feel for everybody. Um, and I can't say I've had a bad interview. I think every, every interview has gone well. They ask different questions kind of the same way. Um, you know, some, some ask more, some ask less, but, yeah. um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. What, what in your mind is, is what can you do this week to solidify you being the first guy taken? Because I think what's so interesting ab- about this process is, People don't have a clear-cut guy. We do. We, we're talking to you know, We have a clear-cut guy of who we think is going to go first. But is there something that you can do on the field? Is it off the field? In your mind, if, if I do this this week, I'm the first quarterback taken. Yeah, I think everything kind of goes into it. I mean, you're talking about the quarterback position. It's the most scrutinized. You're under the most, you know, uh, you know the biggest microscope, I'd say. So and they're going through everything. So I'm, everything I'm, I'm doing here, I'm, I'm trying to be the best at it. You know, interview process learning the playbook, going out there and operating at a high level, you know, showing consistency, being the same guy every day. Um, I think that's, that's a huge for a quarterback. So I think all, all those things go into it. I'm just trying to be the most consistent at a high level. You're wearing your pit jacket, okay? The pit schedule came out. Yeah. You've got a couple big games early on that one. Oh, yeah. And we've been talking with riders about, is it Pitt or Miami? Are they the pick in the Coastal? You know Miami always gets that love out of nowhere. Right. I want to know about the quarterback position because I remember you were very high on Nick Patty and you guys are really good friends. I hated to see him get hurt in that Oh, oh me too. And, of course, you're bringing in Slovis, too. So just give us a little 10,000-foot preview of Pitt going into 22. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, so much talent return, you know, especially up front. 
having all five back is, I don't think people really understand how huge that is. There's not going to be much, you know, they're not skipping a beat up front. All the backs are back. Um, so much talent at receiver, and they added some talent as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to get down there and watching the spring practice. But I think, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. I don't, I don't see why they can't go back-to-back, you know, HC championship, you know, appearances and, and wins this year. So uh, I'm really excited to watch those guys go play. So they should be the favorite in the Coastal, not Miami. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. KP, we appreciate you. Thank you for your time, my man. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Big thank you to Kenny Pickett for joining us. I think that's the third time we've had him on the pod, Mac. He can't get rid of us. We will chase him <laughs> down, and we will find him, that's and right. we will get him on the pod. Uh, just like the other guys, I thought the whole process of being there and learning the playbook and and just the nonstop grind of the week was really interesting. And I did appreciate Mac at the end when he said, look, Pitt should still be the favorite in the Coastal. Come on now. Bringing back all five offensive linemen, plus, you know, Jordan Addison and a bunch <laughs> of other weapons. I like how he defended his squad. I did, too. And and really, it's it's been kind of a, a fun thing to listen, to hear, to see, uh, especially as we're covering this great conference and, and really be able to you know, have these relationships with the schools, with the players, with the coaches, and now some of the media with different things that we're doing. But, you know, I thought it was very intriguing what Alan Saunders says way back when, when we had him on our first ever ACC under the review episode, um, where, where he was talking about guys are staying at Pitt. Guys are wanting to develop. Guys are wanting to come back and to really be a part of this team, the things that they're doing, uh, you know, j- just to really get them ready for the next level uh, Kenny was a part of that, and now all, all five offensive linemen uh, coming back and, and deciding to grow and get better uh, as we're seeing each and every time. So I thought that was really cool about Pitt, and man, look out. Yeah, I really, I'm leaning Miami, I'm leaning Pitt. It just depends on what day it is on where I'm going with that, and, and really as you know, the spring, hopefully we'll see in the spring, we'll, we'll get to see some of these quarterbacks, some of these new players, and really give us a, a better idea, at least for preseason. Now, we never know what the heck's going to happen, KG, but I've got to think at the end of spring ball, we should feel really good about who we're going to lean with. We should, but there's no guarantee we're going to be right come July. No, no, no. You Nobody said anything about know. right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> you never know. And you know, we always start believing that Miami hype, which if you missed our Miami under review episode, go check that out. And with Manny Navarro, he was excellent. And, you know, Mac, it's interesting. No one's really discussing UNC as a team that could win the Coastal because they lost this guy. That's right. Sam Howell, another very impressive quarterback. The things that he was able to do, uh, we're going to break that all down. After we listen to Sam, the interview that we had with him, at the end of that, we're really going to dive into four guys that we think can jump into the first round of the NFL draft. But before we get to that, let's talk to Sam Howell. Sam Howell, my man, welcome back. Your second time on the podcast. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, Just want to start with How's it been? We're in an all-star setting. Uh, you're with a bunch of different guys you've never seen before. How was the first couple of days? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, man. I'm just trying to enjoy every moment of it. Uh, I'm just super blessed to, to have the opportunity to be here. Uh, there's so many great players here. It's a game I've, I grew up watching, uh, so I'm just trying to make the most of it every single day. We were talking with Kenny, and, and I didn't realize until I've been here that this is a grind this week. I mean, it's a lot. A lot of your practices and you're learning the playbook. How has that been going for you, specifically playbook-wise? 
Yeah, it's definitely a grind. They kind of put a lot on us, but you know that's the that's the part of the game that I love. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, I love I love a new challenge, um, and just so I like how you know you, you really don't have much time to spend with it. Uh, so it's, it's even more of a challenge. So I, I just get excited about all that stuff. So I'm I'm trying to enjoy it. And it really it sounds like you know talking with you yesterday. It's it's a lot on you. I mean, it's a lot on the individuals here that. You've got to study. Like, we're, we're not going to hold your hand through this process and all sit down as a team and watch film and look at plays. Like, you've got to do it yourself here. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like the every man for himself type deal. Um, you know, they, they throw a lot at you and, and don't give you a lot of time to study it. Um, <laughs> so you just got to find every every man of the day you can to, to get in the playbook and, and, and know your job. So, yeah, it definitely is a challenge, um, but it's a lot of fun. And maybe a little bit by design. They're, they're probably trying to see, yeah, okay, who's going to, you know, who's it important to? You know, definitely. who loves football? Yeah. Who's going to be able to do this? Sam, I want to ask you that there's been, you know, the, the season was what it was and, and having the, the – we'll say lack of weapons. I don't want to be disrespectful for anybody, but you lost some amazing guys to the NFL, and now you're in this all-star setting. What this week do you think that you can do to really solidify yourself as a round one quarterback? I don't think anybody who has watched you play, especially us right here, will question that because the attributes are there. But if, if you leave this week saying, okay, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, I'm a lock. I think just be myself, man. Just go out there and, and just be the player I am. Um, and, and just be consistent. I think that's the main thing is be consistent all week and just be a consistently good quarterback um, and just manage the, manage the game well, manage the team well. Uh, I think that's the big thing for me is just go out there and not try to be someone I'm not, um, not try to do too much, just you know, st- stay true to who I am as a person and as a player, and I think I'll have, have a good chance. I know you were a guy that, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you were a third-year guy and you loved being North Carolina. You're a North Carolina kid. And I remember when we had you on before the Duke's Mayo Bowl, you were saying, I'm not sure yet. I haven't really made up my mind. What went into that for you? Yeah, a lot. Um, a lot of prayer. Um, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, this is kind of the next step that God wants me to take in my life. Um, and, and I just feel like I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for a new challenge. Uh, I feel like I have everything it takes to, to be successful at the next level. Uh, so I'm just, you know, it's everything I've worked for my whole life to get to the NFL. Um, and I feel like I have that opportunity now. So, I'm just gonna, all I'm hoping for is, you know, the team gives me an opportunity. Um, and when I get that opportunity, I'm going to take it and run with it. Before we let you go, we, we have to ask you about next year for the Tar Heels. And the quarterback play, obviously, we, we know that, you know, Drake May is, is probably going to be the guy. But, you know, we saw at times other guys getting in. And when you would go out, if you guys were killing folks, you know, whoever would play, they, they would go in there. Give us a snapshot of what we should expect from Drake May. Yeah, not not only Drake, Jacoby's there as well, and, and, and a freshman came in, Connor Harris, he's a really good player as well. Um, and those three guys will battle it out. Um, and I'm not going to speak about just one of them. I think all three of those guys really have a true chance to play. Um, and, and it's going to be fun kind of watching them compete. They all kind of bring different things to the table. Um, so it's going to be kind of, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be very interesting to see who kind of steps up into that leadership role because uh, there's definitely, you know, a, a good opportunity for, for any of those guys um, to to really step up into that role, um, and they're all so talented. I've seen all, all three of those guys throw, um, and like I said, they all kind of bring different different things to the table. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how the whole situation plays out. So, so do you in your mind? I mean, it, it is a competition going in this spring. There's not going to be a guy that okay, you're the quarterback. It's open. Whoever's going to take it's going to take it. Yeah, from my understanding, 100. percent That's uh, that's how that's how it'll be. All right, Sam. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck the rest of the yeah, week. Yeah, thank you. Thank y'all for having me on.
again to Sam Howell for joining us down in Mobile, his second time on the podcast. Mac, let's talk about these two quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell. Both, I think, by all accounts, had solid weeks, good, solid weeks at the Senior Bowl. What did you see when we were able to watch a bunch of those practices? What did you see from both Pickett and Howell? Let's start with Kenny Pickett, uh, just because, again, I, I think that he is going to be the first quarterback taken. I don't think anything that happened at the Senior Bowl um, takes that away. I don't think that backs up anything. I, I think that he still is the guy. I think when you look at how he learns, how he understands the offense, the throws that he can make, I've seen a lot of people you know, talking about, okay, he, he doesn't have a rocket launcher of an arm. Well, he can throw it every pass on the field, and, and I don't think you need a guy necessarily throw the ball 80 yards every single play. You need an accurate quarterback. You need a guy that can make decisions, leadership, um, and, and he showed that time and time again. Now, did he do anything to blow you away during practice? No. Did, did he do anything to you know really, oh, man, that's it. He, he's the first pick. He, he's the guy. No, but he did a whole season of that. He's had a whole career right. of, of building up to that. I, I don't think – you know it's kind of silly to sit here and say – Man, four days or three days of practice, oh, that's the guy. He, he slid up. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing? There, there's so many other factors of that. So I, I don't think he did anything from that standpoint. But you look at the game, he was 100%, six for six, a touchdown, really going through his reads well. The one touchdown, kind of a swing pass that he had to the running back in the flats there was tremendous. Looked off the safety, saw there was nothing there. Get it to your guy quick. He does the rest. I mean, that's what you want to see at the next level is making decisions, making decisions quickly and anticipating things happen. And that's what Kenny Pickett does time and time again. You, you guys have heard us say this. He's extremely cerebral. He can make every throw on the field. He's accurate. And then that anticipation piece is so big because the, the window in which a guy is open in the NFL is so much smaller than college to where it, you've got to get that ball in there. And, and that's what Kenny was able to see. You know, we really didn't get to see his true mobility, and he did take a sack um, where a guy just, honestly, his offensive line let him get hammered, which was, it was actually kind of a scary hit. It was it was evading one guy and then just gets blasted right in the chest. Um, you never want to see that in an all-star game. But, you know, he didn't really get to show off his his wheels and his running ability, but certainly something that will be a big plus for him in the as this evaluation continues. For sure. And we talked about how that Wednesday practice was I mean, just being honest, the weather was gross. It sucked. It was it terrible. It was gross. Yeah. And so I, I saw McShay saying, well, that worried me a little bit, right? I don't think any of the quarterbacks looked great in that right. weather. Right. And, and, and go back to Pittsburgh. It rained in Pittsburgh. Right. He beat right. North Carolina in a monsoon, in an overtime game, threw a dart that game? to his tight end. So I'm with you. I think it's it's one thing, but it shouldn't be something people really look into. Right. I think the word to describe Pickett including his senior bowl performance, but just in general is polished. I think he's the most polished quarterback in this class. Now, does he have the highest ceiling? I don't know. That's what all these people get paid millions of dollars to do, to project, to project forward. <laughs> but right now he is, I think the most polished quarterback in this class. Yeah. And I love that. And I think what would really, where that was exemplified, maybe if there was a drill, if there was a moment where, okay, you know, I need a guy who's been there, done that, has experience, knows how to handle situations. There, there was a a seven on seven period, kind of a, a goal line red zone. It was red zone, not goal line, where they're going in, throws a pass, gets tipped, almost picked. Okay, come back, throws a pass, gets picked, comes right back, threw three straight touchdowns after that interception, and there was no 
worry. There was no body language, negative body language. There was nothing. He was just ready to go, go to the next drill, go to the next play. And, you know, I think that that is what can really separate a guy, especially when you're talking about leading an NFL franchise, which I think Kenny surely can do, um, is just having that mindset. So I surely think this was a great week. I would love to have you know, heard from some of the coaches, some of these scouts, whatever, just to know how those meetings went, and even Kenny uh, after the fact. But I know that he dominated those, just knowing who he is and how he talks and, and can handle those situations. I'm sure it was a stellar week for KP. I agree, knowing him. And Let's talk about Sam Howell because he's a guy, honestly, Mac, when we were there at practice, especially that first day where it was a little drier and you could get closer to the field, I remember saying to you, gosh, Sam Howell looks small. And and that's who he is. Like it's No one's shocked by that, but compared to some of the other guys and, and just when he's behind those big O lines, that's something that really hit me in person. But you know, when you look at the comp to uh, Baker Mayfield or something like that, we've seen guys that size be fine in the league, and he is showing more and more mobility. And I think in the end, he, much like Pickett, he had a solid week. He didn't have a ton of wow moments, but he was really, really consistent. I saw Todd McShay even saying he was the most consistent of the group, and that's what you're going to get with Howell. But I do think at this point, I'd be pretty surprised, Mac, if Sam Howell ends up in the first round. Well, I, I I will tell you this. I think he can creep into the back half, like maybe you know twenty five plus. You know, and I do think that it was extremely valuable and maybe a little bit on purpose that he was on the Detroit team because they have the Rams pick, mm. which could be thirty one, which could be thirty two, and I'm not sure if they're married to their quarterback situation and they got this guy for a full week. So if if they liked how he handled business, clearly he performed well in the game and in practices. It could be really interesting to see, you know, and, and can he kind of sneak in the back door of, of that first round? Because one thing we know is always going to be true. Quarterbacks are overdrafted. Quarterbacks are always. the position that everybody needs and everybody wants, no matter what. I don't care what it is. You got Tom Brady, who performed one of his best years ever. Guess what? He's out. He just retired. I mean, he <laughs> threw for 5,000-plus yards. He's only done it twice, and he just did it at 45 years old. I don't think anybody anticipated, you know, at, at week – 14 that he was going to retire and maybe some whispers as we got l- later in the playoff and after the loss and things like that. But after seeing a guy like that, you're like, surely, surely he's going to play. So now, okay, Tampa Bay might need a quarterback. Do they take him mm. in this draft? Who knows what they're going to do? So it- it's going to be fascinating to see. I thought that Sam had a very consistent week. I thought that, you know, one thing that was really, you know, confirmed, and I keep saying that, you know, you don't learn these things in a week, but there are cert- certain situations where, you know, things come to life even more so because you're not in your comfort zone of your team and you're, and you're outside of normal situations and normal playbooks and things like that. Sam Howe can throw the deep ball and he can connect with oh, his yeah. guys. Like he has our absolute rocket launcher. There was time and time again where it's like a handoff 50 yards downfield. I mean, he's just bombing that thing and then whoop, right in the hands of the wide receiver. Just an absolute thing of beauty, KG. And then his mobility, you know, something that right. really excelled this year. You know, he just casually, you know, rushes, uh, you know, for about 30 yards, was able to get in there for a touchdown. And, you know, it, it was great to see that. Great to see some decision making from Sam Howe. It was. And I agree. I think his mobility is one of his and Kenny Pickett's mo- mobile as well. You're generally not going to see. And we saw all the drills all week for the quarterback. None of them were really focused on mobility. So that's something that I think translates more in an actual real game situation, which you saw from Kenny or from uh, Sam Howe all year and Kenny Pickett. 
Mag, let's talk about what some people, well, I think you can go both ways with these two guys. I'm going to call them the Johnson brothers. Zion Johnson, the offensive guard slash center, perhaps, from Boston College, and Jermaine Johnson, the defensive end from Florida State. I think if you polled a bunch of people, they would say Jermaine Johnson probably had the most impactful week, but perhaps Zion Johnson was the best player the whole week. I mean, both of these guys really, really impressed. Why don't we start with Zion? Because I know you have a big time man crush on Zion and we had him on the podcast. You can go listen from it uh, last week. This is a guy, he plays like the computer science degree that he has. <laughs> he is technical and he's really impressive when you talk with him and see him in person. He, he really is. Let me just say this before we jump into both of these guys. I kind of had them as a, as a you know late first, early second round kind of tab, and I'm not a draft analyst, but it is fun to kind of do these with, with certain guys. I think they both solidified first-round draft mm, picks at this, at this week with their work ethic, with their performance, and just really just dominating all week long. Both of these guys were the talk of the town. Uh, it's fun that they're from our conference, guys that we represented and guys that you know we have a, a little bit of a relationship and we're able to talk to. Uh, if you missed it, go check out the last couple of episodes that we've done. So when you look at Zion, I, I think that he was put into a very adverse situation in playing center and never have done that in a high stakes situation. Now he does it in the most high stakes situation he's ever been in. That this is one of the most important evaluations of his life and going against all stars. I mean, this is an all star game. And what does he do? He dominates. He shows that he can play any position on the offensive line, that he can be a center, which, you know, I didn't play center KG, but those guys are very cerebral. You have to be. You have to be able to communicate. They're some of the smartest players on the field. And I think that fits Zion's mold. He, he's not just a you know big, strong dummy. Like He's a guy that understands <laughs> leverage. He's a guy that understands angles. And I think that's the position moving forward. After seeing this week and how mm -hmm. I know how hard he can work and the things that he can get into, I think that's the position moving forward. And there might be a little bit of growing pains if he can get a situation where you know he can kind of ease into mm -hmm. it. I think that I'm talking about like pro bowler type stuff with, with this guy at center. So he had a fantastic week. He, he showed his agility. He showed his toughness. The only time that I ever saw him get beat in a single drill KG was when it was pouring down rain. He did this little hop jump to try to, to, you know, stop the much larger defender and he slipped and, and the guy blow over, blowed over him, but it's because he slipped and then he right. recovered. And it was pouring down rain. Yeah, the no foot. I mean, terrible footing. And then he recovered and just dominated. And, and you look at the game, you look at when they practice inside. I mean, it was, he had an exceptional week. I don't know if there's an offensive lineman that had a better week than Zion Johnson. He was really, really good. And I think his versatility, to your point, Mac, playing both inside and at the center position, that may be the thing that pushes him into the late first round because teams know that they can use him in a variety of ways. And he was talking about some of those interviews with us. He would, he's going to knock an interview, whatever interviews, he's already done some, but even more, out of the park. Yeah, That is a guy you want on your team. No question. Trying to block a guy like Jermaine Johnson. He didn't play <laughs> in the game. He didn't need to, okay? He, he only really practiced two days. And from what reports are saying, what I was reading, Mac, he was trying to play in the game, but his agent basically said, you can't do that. Like, I, <laughs> I can't let you do that. It was a bowl opt-out situation, right. basically. <laughs> and he was the talk of the town, wasn't he, Mac? He, he absolutely was. And, and, you know, again, when guys can, you know, go into adverse situations and uncomfortable, you know, territory, if you will, things that they don't know, aren't used to doing and dominate, 
you know you have a war daddy on your hand. I mean, this guy is a true just defensive end, just a freak, just an edge setter, a 6'5", 265. You know, coming into this, I was like, okay, it'll be interesting to see. Does anybody play around with maybe outside linebacker? Do they want to move him around at all? And the answer is no. I mean, he's going to have his hand in the dirt. He's going to get after you and rush the passer, play the run. And it was great talking to him. It was great to hear about how, you know, he takes pride in being able to do it all. He takes pride in being able to have the power to bull rush, to have the speed and technique to run the hoop and, you know, use his hands and do different moves. And that's what showed up time and time again. And uh, similar to Zion, I think that he solidified himself in the first round and maybe even a little bit higher. He might creep into the teens, mm-hmm. which would be just tremendous for a young man that saw an opportunity to to go somewhere else, to make a name for himself, get the playing time that he thought that you know he deserved and to be able to give his team everything that he had. And now you see the the fruits of that labor. Do you know what I thought about the other day? I think on, on one of my flights home after the senior ball, I was just sitting there contemplating our amazing week in Mobile. And I thought, Georgia won a national championship without that guy. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Think about that. They had that guy. Right. Bless their roster. And they were able to win a natty without him. It's kind of crazy. Un- crazy. And he couldn't really get on the field there. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Because yeah. he's an incredible talent. And seeing him in person, dude is freaky. And, yeah, I think all four of those guys have a very good chance to end up being drafted in the first round. I, I can't wait. We're going to talk about it more as we get ready for the NFL draft. But having met and chatted with all of them, I'm rooting for all of them. And I, I think they all can have really good NFL careers. No, there, I don't think there's any question about it. And, and you know, we, we say, we put emphasis on that, you know, first round. It's a big deal. And, and there's a lot of money involved with it. There's there's only 32 of them, though. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if, if a guy goes 33rd, first pick of the second round, He's still a tremendous player, right. but it, there's Higgins. just that's Higgins, right. I think that's he was right. 34th, perhaps, and with the Bengals. Look yep. what he's doing now. Exactly, playing for Super Bowls. So there, there's no question that wherever you go, you just need the opportunity. You just need somebody to say that's my guy, and then you take the most with it. And and that's what we're excited to see and to continue to talk about these guys as they go through that process. Um, guys, that's it. We're putting a bow on the Senior Bowl. It was so much fun. Uh, Kelly already gave out all the thanks and and can't you know do it without those guys. But it was a lot of fun to go down to Mobile, see it in person. Something that I hope we do for years and years to come to cover this great sport. Uh, we will be getting back on schedule the rest of this week, coming or starting Wednesday, excuse me. We will get back to ACC under review, and we are talking about the Boston College Eagles with our friend Trevor Hass. It'll be great to talk with him, break it all down. And then Friday, we're going to go with the Louisville Cardinals. Mark Ennis will be joining the show. So we'll get back on track, finish up our ACC under review, a couple of weeks of that. And then it's going to get weird. We're going to get all over the place with fun podcast stuff. Uh, but we'll uh, be right here with you the entire time. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. If you guys haven't already, go over to iTunes, follow our podcast, drop us a little five-star rating, or write us a review. We'd greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.